Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And it works its way up. Exactly. Exactly. You know, when they tell you that you can't hang out with your friends and they're asking you, are there going to be men around? And who else is going to be there? Do you really need to be with them? Do you really need to be wearing that? You know, why are you showing, you know, so much skin? You know, all that kind of stuff. I, I mean, the level of control is just... It, it is. It is. Because yeah. I was very much isolated from people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I think another thing is that uh, the, the controllers are so charming at the beginning. Oh, and, yes. And I, I think that's what that that's why a lot of people don't realize what they're into until after, after. they're mm-hmm. too deep into it. Mm-hmm. So, I'm sorry, Dr. Dyer. We could start whenever you. Well, are ready. You, you ladies are already in the role, so I just was going to let oh. let you guys. Let you guys. <laughs> we already started. So first, I just want to thank everyone. Oh. I, I just want to say thank everyone for listening to Bridges Live, and and and, and it presents. Will you be the judge? We have a special guest with us on Marilyn Pierre and I tonight with uh, Dr. Claire P- Claire Peters. And, and I want her to introduce herself, and then we'll get right in, because we were talking about domestic violence. And if you guys have any questions, you guys can put it on YouTube or Twitter or the Facebook or Instagram. If you have any questions about domestic violence, because we want to talk about the legal issue of domestic violence, and we want to talk about how to get out of domestic violence, and we want to talk about the healing process of domestic violence. But before we get started, and we have already started, because we've been in this type of system for a long time that we have not fixed it. It's not getting fixed. It's getting worse. So before that, Dr. Claire, uh, please pray us in and then we'll get rolling. Please. Okay. Father God, we come to you right now, Lord God, saying thank you for this day, Lord God. Father God, we come thanking you for this time that we have together, Lord God, to speak and to help others, Lord God, in reference to domestic violence, Lord God. Father God, I thank you for Dr. Powell, Lord God, and uh, the other young lady that's on the line. Father God, I thank you for each one of us, Lord God, as we come together, Lord God, to discuss and help people to understand about being abused, Lord God. Father God, and help them to hear, Lord God, what is being said on tonight, Lord God. Even going forth, as as Dr. Paul go forth in his broadcast every day, every week, he goes and he, he states something that people need to hear, Lord God. So I pray that the ear gates of the people are opened up tonight and forevermore, Lord God, so that they can hear what needs to be said, Lord God, and apply it to their daily lives and do the things that they need to do. Lord God, we thank you, we praise you, and we honor you, Lord God, in Jesus' name, amen. 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 So, you know, here, here I, I want to go right to you, and, and Marilyn is... I love her because, one, she's my attorney on air, and she's just, we we get to clear up issues. Right before we actually went on air, there were some words that is can be misused. So please clear that up first, what you mean by that, about how we say about domestic X, or what you were talking about. Because that's, that's important how people actually express themselves, it's... The, it means so much to us internally and externally. Mm-hmm. Oh, Dr. Dyer, are you addressing me or Dr. Peters? No, you. About the words we oh. use and in, 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 in why domestic, the word, because remember we were saying we we were, <laughs> I don't want to say it because it was, it was. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Well, I've heard that before. The, re- the reason why I, I caught up on that is because I've heard people collecting money for breast cancer. And I would say, no, you are collecting money for breast cancer prevention because you don't want to use that money to, you know, I I, I guess to create more breast cancer, if that's possible in any way. The same thing that I'm talking about in reference to we are going to talk about, you know, domestic violence prevention because we want to protect people. We don't want to cause more domestic violence to occur. So, so that, that that's when we talk about this topic, it's, it's about prevention and protecting people. Right. So Dr. Dr. Peters. I'm so glad that Dr. Peters is here because we are going to learn a whole lot from her. 
We are, you know, and, and I have a show that I do on every other, and it's called um, 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 Voices to be Heard, and that's for people to call in so hopefully they can express themselves and get a little bit of tidbit or help in hand to get out of this. But Dr. Peters, tell your story, and let's get right into what we are not doing because we're not doing enough, and that's, that's just my personal opinion. Well, I come from a marriage where I was abused for almost two decades. Uh, every type of abuse that you can think of, everyone there is. Uh, I've dealt with it all. I've been uh, beaten and put off on the freeway at 2 a.m. in the morning, left there for dead. Uh, but I had to fight my way because I had three kids that was with him. So it was either lay there and die or go save my children. Uh, so, of course, the children won. Uh, I couldn't leave them here in that mess. Um, like I said, I've been in it. I was in it for almost two decades. Thank God I'm out of it. Been out of it for several years now. Um, one of the things that, as God took me through my transition from marriage to singleness, uh, because it was kind of hard because I had been with him since I was a teenager. So he was all I knew. Uh, I never lived on my own. So I went from being single, you know, from marriage to single and living on my own. So I had to figure things out quickly because I had two children. The oldest one was already grown by the time we divorced. Uh, so one of the things that God showed me that I had to do was he had to take me back so that I can remember what is it that I wanted to be and who I was. Cause see, I lost my identity in that man. I didn't know who Claire was. I did everything he said to do from sunrise to sunset. So I had to figure out who I am what I desired, what I wanted. Uh, but it was hard. I can I can honestly say that it was hard making the decision to leave uh, due to the fact that I always wanted my children to be in a house with both parents. But then a light bulb went off, and I was like, they can still have both of us, not just in the house together. Hmm. And uh, so I made it possible to where I told my ex-husband, I said, you can come see your children every day. Just respect my house. Just respect me. Um, because they're our children, not just mine. And you don't have to do like, you know, the courts will say you every other weekend. I didn't go by that rule because they were his just as much as, as their mine. So I didn't keep them from him that way. So uh, if, if I may go back just yeah. a little bit be, uh -huh. before we get that, because I, I wonder if you could tell us how you uh -huh. found yourself in this situation, because Sometimes when people tell stories like this, other people are judging them, saying, I'll never find myself in that situation. Right. And you probably never thought you would find yourself in that situation. Like you said, you lost yourself. How right. How do you think uh, that you found yourself in that situation? And, and we're not judging you. We're just right. saying right. that other people need to know because hopefully we could prevent somebody else from being in that situation because they would recognize the early signs of it and get themselves mm -hmm. out. Exactly, exactly. Well, um, well, first of all, we was together for several years. I'm from Louisiana, and it wasn't until he moved me here, um, and we was here for almost two, three years before I actually started seeing how he kept me isolated. He did not want me to have friends. He did not want me to work. He did not want me to have a life outside of him. So whenever a man don't want you to have a life outside of him, then that's a sign right there that something is not right. Whenever he's not allowing you to have your own independent friends, there's something mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. there. That, that That's another, um, I guess you could say, a warning sign. And if, what if about, you don't want to... Okay, huh? I'm sorry. What, what about when they say, well, you know, I love you so much. Right. I want to be right. around you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Don't you love me as much? Is not is that the reason why you want to have friends outside of, you know, you and I? Because I've, I've heard that as well, that, you know, it's like, yeah, I love you so much. I want you all to myself. You're the only thing I need. I'm the only thing you should need. Okay, I, and I, I do get and understand what they're saying, but at the same time, you get to have your life. Right. So right. he got to do what he wanted to do, when he wanted to do it and how. But, of course, me, I'm stuck at home all the time. You know, he go to work and, you know, come home whenever. 
I'm still there at the house. You know, so I, to come home. you know, one of the um, things I want to interject real, before you finish, Dr. Peters, is uh-huh. I, I have realized by talking to men in different men's group and in the situations after it is, I, I, I don't know if I keep saying it, I'm not saying it enough or it's uh-huh. not, it's not being heard enough, but men are so broken that they don't recognize how weak and broken they are, and this is why the abuse is put upon the other. And and, and and it's it's sad because even if a man starts to say, I do this because I love you, that in itself is a sick statement. Yes. It's a sick statement. You don't say something with the follow-up because I love you. If you love a person, that is why you do things. You know, but if you have to follow it up with a clarification, something's wrong. That's that's just it, it is. It is about uh by like soon as he beats you, right. you know I love you. If right. you love me, you wouldn't hit me. If you right. love me, you won't abuse me. Right. Yes, that 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 is true. And the the reason why I'm using that language is because I've heard it gazillion times in reference because that's what it said i'm doing this because i love you i'm doing this because i want to protect you and so i want people who are at the beginning of the relationship who aren't that deep in yet to to know some of the signs because we know that mm-hmm. when when it actually when the abuse actually is 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 deep in the relationship and the person then tries to leave that's when it is the most dangerous for the person. So, that, so if we could prevent the person from getting in a relationship to begin with, that person is, would be a whole lot safer. But I, I don't know. I, I don't know if that's possible to prevent prior. And, and here's what I mean is that we, and you, and, and Dr. Peters, you said this, when you did not know who you were, and, and I think through hopefully these type of educations, we want people to find out who they are first before they get into a relationship. But there's a lot of times, you know, they just don't know what they are and who they are. And, and, right. and so, so finish, Dr. Peters. I will say this. I, got, I was with my husband when I was a teenager. So, of course, as a teenager, you don't know a lot, number one. But even if a woman gets with a man and she's grown, if she's been broken right. for whatever reason, right. if she was molested when she was a child, because right. there's a lot of women that get in bad relationships because they were molested, mm-hmm. they was uh, abused at home, uh, uh, not necessarily by their mother or their father, but they could have been abused by another family member in mm-hmm. some kind of way. So the first time a man comes to them showing some type of love, it's like they the love outpowered it overpowered the abuse that that man was giving them. So they settled. You know, not saying that all women do, but then if, if you, if a woman have low self-esteem, she settles. Because she feels as though well, nobody else going to want me. There's so many different reasons why a woman would stay with a man. So it's, you know, trying to just dissect each one of them right now would be too overwhelming. Right, right. But a woman needs to understand. She needs to make sure if she is broken on the inside, she needs to get herself fixed. And I'm, I'm speaking from the point of a, a grown woman, not someone that was a teenager getting with their, their a significant other like I was. Because, you know, I finished high school, I'm still with him. You know, then after a couple years of college, then he moved me here. So at that point, again, that's all I knew. But just say if, I might have been 21, 22 getting with him. Been a lived a little bit because I wouldn't be that old. I would have had some a little bit more knowledge as to the signs of what not to do in a relationship. You get what I'm saying? I do. Marilyn, I got and, a I got a question, Marilyn, real quick. Hold on, Dr. Peters. Now, in this situation, people have gone to the police and have reported this. And yet, that's where it seems like now we, even if the individual, man or woman, goes and tells the authorities, it still feels after the tell, we are still alone. 
Yeah. I, so I'm asking you the question on as an attorney on that side, on, on just hearing that and being around that situation. What's going on? Why do we feel that way? Or is it just our imagination? Well, I remember when I first started practicing law, just like Dr. Peters and I were talking earlier, you know, it was mainly about physical violence. The police comes in, they see a black eye, they see some bruises, and, you know, they, they say, oh, okay, this is, this is domestic violence, you know, and yeah, but you two, you, you guys could work it out. But now there's a lot more emphasis that's put in to separating uh, the, the people who are fighting. And at this point, I want to make sure that I, we did talk about it while we were off the air, but we're talking about domestic violence and there are men who are victims of domestic violence yes. as well as women. We know that overwhelmingly it's women who are victims of domestic violence and same-sex relationships as well as heterosexual relationships, but there are some men who are victims of domestic violence and same-sex relationships as well as mm-hmm. heterosexual mm-hmm. relationships. So we're, we're, we're not keeping the men, you know, we're, we're not saying men are not victims as well as perpetrators. But so when we talk about the women, we want to include everybody. Yes. But but the, the point of the matter is just now it's more easily recognizable. And okay. there are places that people can go, they can call the police. And I know in Montgomery County, there are, uh, there are places that they could go. One of the best resources that I've found anywhere uh, is the Montgomery County Family Justice Center. It is located at 600 Jefferson Plaza uh, Suite uh, 500 in Rockville. And the phone number is uh, 240-773-0444. Again, 240-773-0444, the Family Justice Center. In Montgomery County, if someone decides to bring a domestic violence case against a, a person, well, pre-COVID, <laughs> they still right, right. in the same room as, as the, uh, the, the person that they are alleging abused them. And there's a beautiful center that they could bring the children, and if, the, if they have young children or if they have children with them. And uh, they, the children are in a different room so that the children do not have to hear the allegations that's made against usually the other parent. And the children have caretakers who are reading them books. So just, just something to help them deal with the trauma. Because even when the children are not themselves uh, victims, they are victims because they right. could... They, they, they live in the house. They know that there's something there that's not quite right, even, even if they cannot put it into words. So I, I really uh, hope that people who need help go to the Family Justice Center. And, you know, it doesn't matter whether you are a male or female victim. They will help you. And, uh, and it's a very, very wonderful resource that we have in the county. Dr. Peters, did you find resources when you were in this situation no, was there a place that you felt you could have went? No, I never, never found anywhere that I can go to. I just pretty much just dealt with it until I couldn't deal with it no more. Even though it took me a long time to come out. Uh, but I want to go back to what you were always talking about in reference to the courts. Right. Um, a lot of women do call the police. And they get mad when nothing happens. The reason why nothing happens is because that woman dropped the ball, which means that just because you called the police and the police came, you still got some follow-up work that you have to do. So trying to get the women to understand, you still got some work to do. You still, because I had a lady not too long ago. She was like, I got to call the police and I created, you know, got the case number and everything or whatever. She said, but I don't think I'm going to uh, follow up and go to court or whatever. I said, why? She said, because I love him. But he keeps doing the same thing. Why won't you stop it? Unless you put a stop to him, he's going to continue to come to you, say the words that you need to hear, yeah. and then you're going to be back to square one. 
Yeah, and I think it's here that we need to talk about how charming these people are because sometimes people look at the perpetrators from the outside and say, oh my gosh, I would never fall in, into that category. But they don't realize that it's not every day that the person is hitting them. It's not, is hitting the victim. It's not every day that, you know, it's a miserable time for the victim. And, and it, it's really kind of sickening in the sense that the victims sometimes get so confused. How could somebody who is charming and wonderful, who gives me flowers, who, you know, takes me to my favorite restaurant, who, you know, give me foot massages, you know, today, you know, well, this morning, hits me, you know, across the head, you know, you know, this afternoon. It, it's just really, really confusing for them. And that's why sometimes they call the police when they're being hit, but then the person comes back and rubs their feet again, rubs their back, gives them flowers, you know, uh, do whatever they think that the, the victim would like. And then the victim is like, oh, okay, he's, he's, he's back. He's the nice person that I know and love, and he's not going to do it again. But Dr. Peters, you're so right, because the pattern does repeat itself over and over again. And it, it, it's confusing to the victim, it but is. they need to do what they need to do to get out of it. Right. And the woman has to understand, okay, just say you you fall for it the first time, but don't continue to fall for it. Uh, because if he showed you who he was the first time, you know, right her. now, I get I hear this all the time because I've been single for some years now. So I'm always hearing, why aren't you remarried? Because I am not settling just to have that man. Mm -hmm. Yes, I would love to be married again, but I'm not just going to get with someone just because that's what I want. I have to make sure whenever I decide uh, a God give me the green light that, you know, it's a good relationship. He's a good man. Of course, you ain't going to really know anybody, you know, within a year, you know, really, really know somebody. And you may not even know them until you actually live with them exactly how they really operate. Mm -hmm. But you would be able to get with him and know enough mm -hmm. to where you know how, if you can really trust him. And see, due to the fact that I was in that relationship for so long, my my antennas is really up. So I pay attention to a lot that I didn't, didn't pay attention to before, and that's because I didn't know before, but not, now I do. So the women that I deal with and I talk to or call up on me, I go through a process with them based on what they deal with. And I let them know what they gotcha. need to do because... Number one, I don't tell nobody to leave their husband. I listen to their story, and I tell them certain things. I ask them questions, and then I break some things down for them. And then I ask them, well, what do you want? And then I build from there. Because I don't never want anyone to say, well, Pastor Peters told me to leave my husband. Mm. No, I didn't. And what do they say that they want? Yeah. Like, what, what, yeah, what? They say that they want? Most of the women, they want that man, but they want them, they want that person to love them and treat them the way he wants her to treat him. But here's the, here's, here's the break in that, and I said it before, that man is not well, right? And mm -hmm. if that man or person... Whoever the relationship is, and you're right, Marilyn, we, we have to definitely make sure that we understand that this is about relationship. This is not about right. just a man and a woman relationship. This is about a relationship. If in the relationship, if the person you feel, you feel is unhealthy, ask them to go to therapy with you or to, for you to find someone, a pastor, to go talk to if and when they say no, you're going to have to reach out to someone to see if they can talk to him. And if that is still resistance, that is your sign. I mean, it's not because you want to leave that person. I don't want people just to be like, well, you don't want to get therapy. She don't want to get therapy. They don't want to get therapy. I'm out, right? That's not it. It's you're trying to protect your safety of yourself. That's all. You may end up with them back after they right. go through something and get better. Right. That's fine. But to remove yourself when they are unsafe, it, you do not stay in a house when it's on fire. 
look at this as it, look at this as being a house on fire. Now, will you move back into the house? Yes. Once it gets rebuilt, once reconstruction gets done, and everything gets done, you'll go back into your home. This is that type of settlement. Look at your relationship as you building something that you can live with, live in, live about, and if it's broken, you get it fixed. If it's not fixed and it's on fire, you leave. <laughs> yeah, that's But I'm going to go here with you, too. Just when... When they come back together, just because you come back together, that don't mean that you don't stop getting treatments. You still need to be able to come together as a couple and mm-hmm. talk to somebody at least once a month. And then, too, not only that, you need to date each other. Yeah. You need to really date and get to know each other and just don't take each other for granted. And I think that's what happens with a lot of people mm-hmm. is that he has his life, she has hers, and most of the time she don't have hers because hers is his. Uh but you must continue to date each other, learn each other's desires, talk to each other every day. Not talk at each other, but talk to each other. And there's a difference. And a lot of people don't get that. You must have you must have good communication with each other. Yeah, and, and I, I want to make it clear to someone who's thinking about leaving that relationship that you have to be extremely careful. Uh, because the time that you're you're standing up for yourself finally mm-hmm. is when it is the most dangerous for you. And yes. so you have to do it right, which is why it's really important to go to a place like the Family Justice Center because they could provide housing, they could provide therapy, uh, and also what and, and, and also let you have the information that you need to get out of the relationship safely. Don't just get up one day and say, well, I'm going to leave you because when the abuser feels like they no longer have control over you, that's when danger. Now, see, my ex-husband, he realized that he didn't have control over me. Um, he got a sense that I was pulling back and I was uh, releasing that control that he had. Mm-hmm. I was I was taking my power back. He yeah. sensed that. And matter of fact, he even called the police to come protect him from me one time. I didn't know... <laughs> what was going on i thought he was just taking his clothes from the bedroom to the uh out to wash them and you know he's out in the garage or whatever and then after a while i'm on the phone with my one of my best friends and they say i know the police knocking at the door my children answer the door and he's like it's the police and i'm like yes and they're there to protect him from me so my girlfriend she was like i'm on my way so of course when she gets there she even tell the police somehow He doesn't have control over her no more. She's finally found her. And because he cannot just dictate me anymore, Mm -hmm. he lost lost what he thought that he he needed something to control, and that something was me. And since he couldn't do me anymore, he didn't know what to do. He he was trying to do things to where he thought that he was going to scare me, but he didn't scare me what it did for me was gave me even more strength to say, Clara, you can do this. You can do this. You can do this. Now you need to go and talk to a lawyer. So that's what I did. I started planning my exit strategy. I started doing that. I wrote it down. And that's what I tell the women. Let's plan our exit strategy. Let's see what you can do in the time frame that you can do it in. But one thing I do tell them also, do not, under any circumstances, tell him that you're leaving. Do not. Because when you do that, that's when you'll cause call, call yourself even more trouble. Now, now Marilyn... I want to take you because she said when she when the, when a person's developing their exit strategy and one of them is to talk to an attorney, what is from your standpoint? What would you tell that person, or what is the things that you have said or or would say? Well, I agree with Doctor Peters. This is not the time to tell the truth right. to the person right. that you're trying to leave because what they're trying to do is make it impossible for you to leave what dr peters said in reference to being uh, the one who was accused of being the abuser that mm-hmm. has been done many times where you know with where the abuser is trying to make a record of the victim being the abuser rather than them being the abuser so that way down the line they could argue mm-hmm. i was the one who was victimized she was the one mm-hmm. who was the one abusing me and and so you have to do it very, very carefully. When I speak to uh, 
person who's in that situation, I, I am very careful. Like, you know, when they call me, okay, is it okay? Is it, are you free to talk? Or, you know, I don't want to send you anything to your address or even right. to your email box right. or even a text message because I just don't want to leave any proof that you're trying to get out of the relationship because it's extremely, extremely important that, that the, the abuser doesn't find out that the person mm -hmm. is trying to leave until the person is actually out of harm's way, which is why it's really important to get the resources in place that the person needs. And sometimes it's housing and, and sometimes it, uh, it's some sort of care for the children. Sometimes it is just the ability for them not to know where the person is because right. some of them have, you know, gone to families' houses and dragged, literally dragged yeah. the victim out yeah. of that, that house. And it all has to do with the control that Dr. Peters talks about because uh, this person has been controlling this other person for such a long time that they now see that person as their property and how they right. are yeah. the property yeah. their property. Yeah. So when when a restraining order happens, talk us through a restraining order and 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 teaching people to be defensive and self defense and and protection art that I've been teaching for years. We always call a restraining order a license to be hurt because though that piece of paper will never keep you safe because once they issue that restraint order if i haven't seen it once or a thousand times it triggers that person to now go after that other person that's true well we're we're hoping that that won't happen but we are hoping that nobody would find themselves in a situation right. where they are the victim of domestic violence either uh, but when the person is finally ready to file something. And as I stated before, I, I cannot say enough about the Montgomery County Family Justice Center because they will walk you through that whole process and give you the information that and the resources that you need in order to get yourself in a situation where you could be safe. But uh, if it gets to the point that something needs to be filed, some some Victims just want to get away. They don't want to file anything because they have children in right. common with right. people and, well, with the perpetrator, and they're trying to protect their family as a whole. And, and also the idea is, okay, well, he's doing this or she's doing that, and it's, it's too bad, but uh, maybe if I get away, maybe they will then go to therapy because they will want me back. Right, but right. Let's say that's something a uh, restraining order is filed. Uh, uh, the, uh, the, I guess, alleged victim at that point <laughs> could file a restraining order in the circuit court or in, in the uh, for a protective order, sorry, in the circuit court or in the district court, and uh, the the uh, victim doesn't need to have the other party served. They just go to court and then they say to the judge, "I have been the victim of." of domestic violence and this is how I get, you know, these are my allegations. The judge listens to the allegations and then makes a decision. If the judge decide, the judge could decide to just dismiss the case because there's not that much there. But usually when the victim gets to that point, it's very likely that the, the ex parte order is going to be granted. Ex parte meaning that it's just one person that's being heard at that point. Now, I, I, I do know um, some people who have gone to court and the opposite have showed up and the judge kicked it out because they didn't think it was enough there. Now, what has to be there for a person to really have a good, not a good case, but a case where they get their justice right? What What needs to be in place? Because a lot of people... I say go to court, and they may not have enough, but the abuse is still there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, with, with the ex parte, it's easier because the judge is only listening to one part, and the judge could give an ex parte order for seven days, which means that uh, I, you know, the judge orders the ex parte of saying that, hey, you, you know, alleged perpetrator are supposed to stay away from this victim. 
And once, once the order is given, the sheriff's office then has to serve the alleged perpetrator. And you can see I'm a lawyer because I keep saying alleged all the time. <laughs> 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 and so when, when that, if, if the alleged perpetrator was served in time, uh, then uh, seven days uh, comes at, come, uh, past by and uh, the alleged perpetrator then shows up to court to defend his or herself. In terms of what needs to be proven, the, the alleged victim has to prove that uh, he or she is in imminent danger of harm, that uh, the alleged perpetrator has done something to make the alleged victim feel that the alleged perpetrator is going to somehow harm the alleged victim unless uh, there is something that keeps that perpetrator away from the victim. Uh, and I sort of agree with you, <laughs> Dr. Dyer, in the sense that, yeah, just because there's a piece of paper that says that, you know, uh, these people cannot be around you doesn't make it so. And I would say the overwhelming number of cases, that is true. It, uh, the, uh, you know, the alleged perpetrator decides that, yes, you know what, I don't want to be arrested. I don't want this to be, you know, more difficult on me. So therefore, I will make sure that I, you know, I abide by the court order. But there are some cases, and we read about them in the, well, in, in the media all the time, where things don't go exactly as we would hope, and uh, things get a whole lot worse than should be. So, Dr. Peters, with women you've been working with, or with people you've been working with, what are some of those things that you can talk to? And this is, like I said, I think with COVID, it's on the rise. If you haven't heard, it is. Mm-hmm. If you haven't, if you haven't noticed, more people are drinking, more people are depressed, more people are a lot of things because of this pandemic but when you are talking to individuals dr peters it is a sounding bell for them to start hearing what they are personally saying and feeling how do you help them do that it's case by case you know listening to their story and uh, getting an understanding of who they are and helping them to break down some things so that I can help them find themselves and try to find their voice so that they can know that their life matters and they matter before they should matter to themselves and love themselves enough to say, you know what, this is not what I signed up for. This is not what God said was for me. I'm not supposed to be abused, so why am I allowing this person to do this? And then they need to take their life back. And I do tell them, take your life back. Put your life back in your hands, yours and God's, mm-hmm. if you believe in God. And most people that I do, of course, do uh, I deal with do believe in God. So I tell them, you know, not saying go against the grain too much because you don't want to push him in overdrive, but do enough to where you pulling back to where you taking back control over your life. But I do want to say this too: a lot of women. I hear people say this all the time to me. I wouldn't stay in this. I wouldn't stay in this. But you don't know what he's saying to her for threatening her. Thank you. A lot of women are being threatened. Mm-hmm. And whether either been threatened by, I'm going to take the children from you, threatened that if you leave, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to mess with your, uh, you know, your, your family, I'm going to do something. You know, uh, my mother, when I finally called them after I, they didn't know anything. I live in Texas. They didn't know anything was going on. So I went home all the time. So whenever they saw me, they saw me looking happy. Me and my children always looking good. Mm-hmm. Soon that we, you know, everything was good. But when I called my mother to tell her I was getting a divorce, she was like, why? So I had to tell her my story. She was like, well, honey, baby, why you ain't saying anything? I said, um, because I have a dad and two brothers. They've never been in jail. And if I would have told them what was going on, somebody would be in jail, dead, something, or both. So I saw it for me. I got myself into this, so I'm going to get myself out of it. And that's one thing that my ex-husband, I feel as though that he felt as though that reason why why he didn't want me to work is that as long as she didn't work, 
she needed me. Right. So, you know, we there's so much more of this we to talk about, and I'm going to ask you this on because this is not something that just stops, and this is why we do the shows. This is why we give the information. This is why there's 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 these pieces, right? But I'm going to ask you, your ex-husband, how is he now? Did he get the help after you left him? Or is he still in the place he was? I'm, I'm curious. I don't think he's changed. Oh. I seriously don't. I know he didn't get the help that he needed. Okay, then he, um, then he hasn't changed. He didn't, he didn't get no help, no. Because, now, I, I, um, because I, I tell I you what. someone. Hold, hold on. As, as a black man in the black community, mm-hmm. being broken or shattered or wherever your pain is, if you do mm-hmm. not get help, if you do not get therapy, if you do not right. go to the doctor, you will not change. Exactly. I, I, I know you want to change. I know you really work hard at looking at a book and going to the library, but you definitely need to talk to someone to so they can recreate, help you recreate. Because you cannot right. do this by yourself, period. Right. But, but um, I, I do have to add in right now that many times the perpetrator doesn't see a problem with True. his or her behavior because it's like, oh, she made me do this. I would never have done this had it not been mm. for, you know, this person doing that. So, he might not think that he has a problem. He might think That's that true. his problem is actually with Dr. Peters. Right. And I, I, I think one question that I have is you know, about the children because the children yeah. are mm. his children as well, and I, and I understand that you do not want to, you know, keep the children away from him because you know they're, they're his, his children. But yeah. how did the children react when they find when they found out what their father had done to you? Because I, I think that's really important because that's part of the family dynamic, right. and you know the children right. have have to you know, grapple with the idea that one parent did something harmful to another parent. Well, I put it like this. They're very protective. When I say very protective, I could be somewhere with them if a man stepped to me. What do you want? (laughs) So they're very, very protective. So they're hypervigilant. They're hypervigilant. Right. I have three biological children, but I have a lot of extra children, adopted children that I have. So they're, you know, they see me anywhere and they see, you know, if a man come up to me, they write there, what you want? You know, who is he? Do you know him? You know, is he bothering you? Because one thing that they don't want is for me to have to repeat what I've dealt with. Right. My oldest daughter knew more than the youngest two because she was much older than them. Um, So she saw and heard a lot more. Uh, my son, who's the baby, he was in elementary school when I finally decided to leave. So he saw, you know, he heard stuff. He didn't really see anything. Uh, but I'm glad I got out when I did, but I wish I would have gotten out earlier. But I just thank God that I was able to get out and get out in my right mind. Yeah. Well, and safely, because it, that, that, it, it says a yeah. lot about you and yeah. your courage it that does. you were able to get out and get out safely. And if I were you, I wouldn't, you know, beat myself up about not getting out sooner. You know, just be so very, very happy and proud that you were able to get out there safely and your right. children are safe as well. Right, right. One thing that I did during my process of after I filed for divorce, I went into mm, a place to where I went to look a seclusion so that I can write some things down. And one thing that I had to realize, I had to forgive myself yeah. for allowing it to continue. Yeah. Someone had asked me one time, why why did you have to forgive yourself? I said, the first time he did it, that was on him. Any time after that, that was it was on me. me and him because mm-hmm. I stayed. Mm-hmm. So whenever you continue to let somebody do you wrong, 
you need to not just forgive that person so you can move on, but you need to forgive yourself so you can move on too. And then once you do that, then your healing start, and you start falling in love with you and know what your worth is. Know what, not that I didn't know what my worth was, but it opened my eyes out, uh, eyes open to a whole lot more. I wouldn't have chose that if I would have met him years later. I wouldn't have chose to be, I, my eyes would have been wide open to where I would have picked up on some things. He was much older. I'm from the country. He's from the city of Detroit. So it's like he had a little bit on me. But like I said, I'm just thankful to where I'm out in my right mind. And uh, me and my children, you know, we're out safe. Mm -hmm. But now they're all grown and I have the grandchildren now. But um, I just encourage women to, even if they're in it, while you work in the process to get yourself out of it, fall in love with you and as you're falling in love with you you're going to build the courage to get out but you must find your voice you must take back your yeah. power and you must have a relationship with god if you get those three things out you could do anything i i want to really add something to that and and say i i want you to say something i know it just seems so hard to come out of the, your mouth but Find someone to say something to, because we have to develop advocates to say, I know this was hard for you to say, and I'm going to go get the attorney. I'm going to, I'll be the advocate, so until it's all said and done, then we're ready to yank it out. Because I think when we become advocates for other people, we are protecting them in that situation, and then we could say, okay, everything's in place. I got the attorney. I got maybe some extra cash. There's a place for you to stay. And then, boom, we can leave all at one shot. And Because sometimes the person that's being abused, that took a lot for them to do is to say something. And it's up to us as advocates who hear it to be like, not to say, will you be okay? And no, 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 no. There is get to work. You know, it is time for you to get to work and say, okay, I got to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Because it's going to take a lot for that person to leave. And, and, and Marilyn, before we take off, these cases are so hard to prosecute why is it that? Is it because of the evidence issue? Well, usually it's a he said, she said right, right. kind of a thing. And so you know, she said, you know, the victim said that, you know, this happened and the alleged perpetrator is saying, well, it might have happened, but I didn't do it. Mm -hmm. So, and because of the burden of proof, if, it, if it's a criminal case, because, you know, the state's attorney has to prove beyond a reasonable doubt, then it makes it a, a whole lot more difficult to reach that burden of proof than, a, for instance, in a protective order case where it's just, you know, preponderance of the evidence. Okay. Uh, yeah, and, and also the family dynamic makes it so difficult because it's one thing when it's somebody, you know, you're never going to see again who hits you upside right. the head. It's another thing where it's somebody who you might have to see when you do the, the the exchange for the visitation of the children or you know or you you might actually see this person at uh, at family uh, gatherings and things of that sort so so the family dynamics makes it almost unbearable in in reference to having to deal with with these and and so a lot of times people don't even talk about it and and oh my gosh, the embarrassment! You know, the, the embarrassment yeah, of right. of saying, you know, I was victimized by somebody who I thought loved me. Right? You know, it, it, yeah, it, it, it's so complicated. I, I mean, that that issue is just so very very complicated. I, I, and that's what makes it so hard for many many people. Doctor Peters, anything you want to say before we take off? Before um, our last words. Yes, I want to encourage the listeners, the, uh, whether you're a man or woman that's going through abuse, mm -hmm. even if you've been through abuse and you're still having a hard time, even though you're out of it, learn how to fall in love with you. Mm. 
there's so many broken people that do not love themselves. Mm-hmm. When you start loving you and understanding who you are and whose you are, then you will feel much, much better and you will start the process of healing yourself. But I will encourage you to do talk to someone. Don't just let that, whatever you're dealing with, fester because as long as it stays on the inside of you, you're, sli- you're dying of a slow cancer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 you're dying of it. It's killing you. And you really need to get help. So I would love to encourage you to get the help, fall in love with you, take your power back, and know that your life has meaning. It has purpose. If you have children, you have to get yourself together for your children and show them. Get in a place where you can show them. If you have a girl, show that girl how, how a man is supposed to treat a woman. If you right. have a son, show that son how that, that how he should treat his, his wife. Mm-hmm. Um, but do do the work on you first so that you can live the life that you desire. Um, Dr. Peters, I'm going to ask you to please come back on again next week for my other show, Voices to be Heard, when we actually we focus on just abuse in itself. And I wanted Marilyn to be on here to talk about those legal... If you can, if people can hear that, there's a lot of different nuances when it comes to legal and what you think and how you're saying it and, and what, you, what you want to say and what you didn't right. do. There's so many things that we, we need to fix and clear up so we can heal ourselves, get better, and prosecute the people that need to be prosecuted. Exactly. Uh, um, I want to say thank you for everyone for joining us here on Bridges Live to present you, Be the Judge. And Dr. Peters, please pray us out. Okay, thank you. First, I want to say thank you for inviting me to come. I greatly appreciate it. We come to an end of this great show on tonight. I pray that men and women was able to hear something that myself, uh, Sister Marilyn said, as well as Dr. Paul. They were able to take what we said and use it to help them to remove themselves from a life that they did not desire. Father God, I thank you for allowing this platform to be here on tonight, Lord God. And as it continues to increase, send the people that uh, Dr. Paul need to speak to so that everything can get out there to the world, that people can understand their life as a whole, what they should do, what they shouldn't do, and get the advice of the legal counsel that he has on here. So I am so thankful for this platform, Lord God. Continue to pour into him even more, Lord God. Send an overflow to Dr. Powell, Lord God, so that he can continue doing the work that you called him to do. We thank you, we praise you, and we honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you. Everybody have a good night. I'll talk to you ladies later. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Dr. Peters. You're welcome. You all have a great one. Bye-bye. Thank you. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.